0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Positive Pessimist Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Gaither. My buddy today is my good friend, Kurt Fletcher. Kurt Fletcher, say hello, buddy. Hey, out there. That's my buddy, Kurt. In, uh, listening land. You know, I say you're a good friend, but you're probably my best friend in the whole damn world, Kurt. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: I think you said that on stage last night, and I was like, I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. Well, you know, because I've been telling people you're my best friend.
0: You have? Yeah Well, that's so nice of you Yeah It's kind of a weird thing to say to someone, you know, with, like, other people around Like, oh, this is my best friend You know, then your other friends are like, oh, so we're, like, not near as good friends uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it is a weird thing to say Like, I, yeah, like I wasn't the best man at your wedding or anything like that, so Yeah, well I didn't even, I didn't even know you when you got married, did I?
0: Uh, we knew each other, but we weren't like, you know. Yeah. Kurt and I have become pretty tight because one, he's a really good comedian, and I like for him to feature for me as often as possible because he sets the crowd up in a good way. Like he doesn't do too much crowd work; he does enough. You know, he. he I mean, I don't give a shit if people do crowd work in front of me, but I don't like when people do only crowd work in front of me because then it opens this can of worms for the audience where they think they talk to the crowd. Yeah. So he does a little bit of crowd work, but he has really great jokes, and it sets the crowd up perfectly for me, and and he's also a huge college wrestling fan, which I think we talked about in the last podcast, but... I think so. Yeah, a lot of people... It's hard to find people who can talk about wrestling intelligently, like most people have no clue what the fuck you're talking about. Uh-huh. You know, They don't think it's like WWE or something, or... Oh uh, yeah. Or they're all me. like, "Have you heard of Dan Gable?" I'm like, "Yes, dumbass." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone on planet Earth has heard of freaking Dan Gable. Yeah, um, I watched
1: a documentary about the Iron Sheik, and he talked about Dan Gable. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool.
0: I saw one. Uh, have you ever seen that Dark Side of the Ring? Mm-hmm. It's got some pretty interesting episodes, and they yeah. had uh, Abdullah the Butcher on there, whatever that big fat gross yeah. bastard. Um. And he was friends with uh King Kong Brody, who got killed in some why am i bringing up bringing Abdullah the butcher up i had some I had a point about that um, he's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> but damn it i had a totally had a point about that i'll I'll come back to it probably but so we're in reno Ca- Reno, California, you dumbass. <laughs>
1: And <laughs> yeah, this is not on fire. Like it looks, <laughs> the fire from California's here.
0: Yeah, we're in Reno, Nevada, and we have a great view. We're at the Silver Legacy Casino working at the Laugh Factory, so the, the club is downstairs, which is always nice. I like when the room That's is great. yeah. I like when you you can go back to your room in between shows and um you know, you know you're not gonna get stuck in traffic because all you gotta do is get in the freaking elevator. Mm-hmm. So we've got this beautiful view, and I think we've actually left, we've been outside in, we've been here since Tuesday, it's now Sunday, and we've been outside one time.
1: Yeah, and it sucked.
0: Yeah, we walked to Walgreens, and the uh, air quality is just terrible because of the fires.
1: Yeah, I was coughing the rest of the night after that.
0: Yeah, you've got allergy-induced asthma too, right? Yeah. Or just regular asthma? Or regular asthma, yeah. Or regular asthma. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, are you having fun in Reno, Curtis?
1: Yeah, I'm having a great time.
0: Yeah? Mm hmm Except for the Friday shows.
1: Friday shows were bad. Wednesday was bad, too. But you had that funny line.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my my new line when a crowd sucks, (laughs) is I'll go, you know, I've been in front of a lot of great crowds, which is how I know you're not one. (laughs) I've gotten to do that twice this week. <laughs> um, I didn't get a chance to do it. But yeah, Friday, I've, I've forgotten about Wednesday because compared to Friday, Wednesday, oh, yeah. Wednesday was great. Um, Friday we had, uh, first show, we had this lady up front and, do you want to take it from here, Kurt?
1: You know, uh, I didn't you, get to how see your set. How, how would you but...
0: describe her?
1: Um Me? Okay she looked like She would She would want to be like a Guns N' Roses groupie maybe Without all the tattoos Uh
0: Did she not have any tattoos?
1: She had like a couple But like not like Like if you pictured a Guns N' Roses groupie You'd definitely picture more tattoos Yeah But she... she
0: was missing teeth
1: Or at least a tooth
0: Yeah She was missing a key tooth Yeah one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she had a haircut similar to Kurt's. So yeah. I'll Plus like, her
1: feet were up on the stage.
0: Which is always kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember her feet being on the stage. She just, right from the jump, was one of those people that wanted to talk and then got all pissed off. Um, her girlfriend was uh, um, a black woman. And, you know, I've got some race jokes and she's, like, telling me I'm racist. And I'm like, well, your black friend doesn't seem to think I'm racist, so maybe you should shut up, uh-huh. <laughs> you freaking idiot. Yeah. And I think I even told her um, after, because what's-her-name left, the, uh, the lady left all pissed off, and I said to the lady still sitting there, who was laughing the whole time, um, I, go, I go, whatever you owe her, you've paid it back. Leave her, let her go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she laughed her ass off at that and she had this look on her face like yeah I've been thinking about cutting that bitch loose for a while now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah how funny yeah I missed uh, I missed your set because
1: well I have to take a shit so luckily the uh, hotel is in the same place as the comedy club
0: oh, I'm glad that my set made you have to take a
1: shit I, was, I wanted to watch because I knew that she was going to fuck with you and I knew you are going to I knew something was going to happen, yeah. I waited as long as I could. Well.
0: <laughs> Thanks for saying that on the podcast. Oh, um, people,
1: people love it. They're probably listening while they're taking a shit anyway.
0: Everybody poops, Kurt. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many people are listening to this right now as you're pooping. Yeah. Anyway. At least three. It seems like we've been talking much longer, but it's only been seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Anyway, what the hell else was I going to say, Curtis? Um yeah, she was, another reason that she was terrible is because not only was she one of those people that you can't even like shame because they're shameless. Yeah. Um but she was too stupid to shut down. Uh-huh. You can't you can't kill stupid. You yeah. can't you can't embarrass them, you can't you know um, and, and I had a lady come up to me last night and she was like, I thought you were really funny, but that, I'm sorry that woman ruined the show. I mean, she ruined it for all of us and it was very uh-huh. uncomfortable and because she was also the type of person that I felt like at any minute she might like come up on the stage and want yeah. like physically try to, you know, uh-huh. and you can't, you can't win fighting a woman, yeah. <laughs> you know, even if, even if she deserves it, you know, you uh-huh. can't you know so so in the back of my head I'm thinking like this broad's gonna rush the stage and and uh so there's that element of it I was like scared I'm gonna get attacked by this Uh freaking psycho a lot of times too like when there's someone in the front
1: heckling not everyone else can hear it in the back so they don't hear what she's saying so yeah they might think that you're just fucking with her just to be a dick also yeah but with her it was not the case
0: well, and, and it's, gosh, it, I hate to say it, but I it's happened a lot in Reno. Yeah, Reno's got some weird hecklers. Like a few years ago, remember Patty? Oh, yeah. I don't know if we ever talked about her. I don't know if I ever talked about her on the podcast, but she just sat in the front and just talked through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing worse than that. Because you, yeah. you can't, like I said, you can't shut them down because they're just too stupid for it. Uh-huh. She just kept saying, I just have one joke. I just have one joke. I just want to tell one joke. And I'm like, no, bitch, this is not your show. Yeah. Ugh. I just wish
1: that one one day some someone in the crowd will just fucking snap on a heckler and take care of him for you.
0: Well, at one point during that show, it seemed like the crowd was kind of heckling each other. Yeah. You know, and one and then when she le- she got up to leave at the end, she, you know, she had to make a big production of it. Uh huh. like, bitch, you knew from the jump he didn't like me. Why didn't you leave then? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, as bad as that show was, and as hard as it was to get through, the second one uh, may have been worse. Yeah. You know, because then we had like eight women, and and I'm sorry, ladies, but it's always you. It's Yeah, don't
1: bring a fucking group of women to a comedy show. Well, it's, go to Dave and Buster's or something.
0: Yeah, it's very rare that I get men hecklers. Uh-huh. It's almost always women, and they they just so second show there was like how many of them? Like six?
1: I think eight. Okay, total. so
0: there's eight women, and there's like the comedy crowd, and then there's a little bit of a a, a break in the audience. I'm not explaining this very well, but. It's like an aisle for everyone to walk through. Yeah. So they're in the very back of the room. And they were just talking non-stop.
1: So the first thing I said when I got on stage, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, before I even told a joke, I told them to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because I knew they were going to be a pain. So I had to rush through my jokes, like, without pausing. Because they were the type of people that, once there's a pause, they're like, my turn. Yeah. And, fuck, that's annoying.
0: Yeah, you know what I should have done is I should have had my camera queued up to where, um, where that, the, the b- very beginning of that, um, of my set with them. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should just pull that out. Yeah. Where the hell is my camera? If I pause this, is it gonna stop us? I have completely? no idea.
1: It's your thing. Yeah. That's what that's are you good. recording on?
0: It's a good point. This is called an iPad. Okay. <laughs>
1: We can, we can. I know how to like edit the stuff in there, if that's what you want to do. Like edit in the audio or whatever.
0: Uh, this is riveting. Listening. Uh, hang on, everyone. <laughs> very professional uh, <laughs> setup we got here at the Tim Gaither Positive pessimist Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is it. Yeah, we don't listen to any of that. Here we go. Dude, the audio
1: is gonna sound like crap, so you are just gonna play it off of there.
0: You're going to sound like crap. You don't know. Are you a doctor or something? Where'd she look up? My name is Tim Gaythor, I'm a
1: 45-year-old, straight-white Christian male. Oh, and your camera is in the back, too, huh? See, so you picked it all up. Are you going to talk to?
0: There's a lot more to that, but uh, I don't know how well that translated onto the thing. But that's what that's what we have to deal with sometimes. People like that, and and there's no winning with them. And Mm -hmm. the room is short-staffed because of there's no
1: security guard too, which is the worst. They need a security guard here. Yeah,
0: they really do. If anyone needs a freaking security guard, it's Reno, Nevada. Mm -hmm. Um, So I hope I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, That was only a taste of it. It went on for a while. But good lord, man! I just, you know, that's why I, I either have to become a draw where, uh, you know, uh, all the people that come to the show are coming specifically to see me, not just showing up up at the club. Because comedy, it's not what it used to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like it used to be fun. It, those those kind of things used to be a rarity. Yeah. And now that kind of shit, exactly what happened just then, happens all. Yeah. The time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what to blame it on. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's. What do you think it is? Social media? Uh,
1: God, it's hard to say. It, yeah, I think it might be social media. Like people are always like, they they want to be the center of attention now, and it's easier to get, you know. Yeah. And then they go out in public and they act like, like they could.
0: It's like the know. the dumbing down of America. Yeah. And I blame it all on Saved by the Bell.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Building!
0: I hated that freaking show, and it was getting, it got so popular. I used to come in to my roommates when they were watching it. You know, I'd come back from class and they'd be watching it, and I was like, why are you guys watching this? It is the dumbest shit ever. And it, like, spawned all this, I don't know, and then the internet just glorified mediocrity, and like you said, everybody's got a freaking opinion now, and. Yeah. Um,.
1: Everyone, anyone can get fucking famous now. Yeah. Like, just doing dumb shit.
0: Yeah. I remember when that lady put on that Chewbacca mask a few years ago? Oh, God. And it got, like, several million views. She was literally just laughing.
1: She just had that in the funny boat next week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've joked about that before. Like, I think I did joke about it. Like, I think I'm going to be opening for that bitch soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's just crazy, crazy town. Um, yeah. So what's been your favorite show of the week so far? <clears throat>
1: I really liked the Saturday Late Show.
0: Yeah, they were great. Yeah,
1: they were uh, no hecklers at all. Just big laughs. They really seemed to like the dirtier stuff too, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can't say uh, insensitive, Sensitive and stupid. I wish there was some kind of test. Like, to see if you're sensitive or stupid. And if you're two of either, you can't get in. Yeah. And if you're both, you have to leave the building. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was some way to test people for that because, <laughs> God, there's nothing worse, man. than I, I, I can't, you know, I've heard comics say, like, you know, a groan is worth two laughs to me or something. And I'm like, that's just because you're not funny. I can't stand when people groan. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't say that. Oh, why? Yeah. Shut up. Uh-huh. It's a joke. She's not here. That didn't even really happen. You yeah. idiot. You know? Like, I've, I, that line in the beginning of my act where I go, you look prettier with the lights in my eyes. I've had people go, oh. Uh-huh. like, you don't even know this fictitious person. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh,
1: shit. <laughs> um, you should tell the uh, your listeners what that lady said, uh... After your show last night, do you remember about Biden? <laughs> oh.
0: I've got this line in my act sometimes where if I can't remember what I was saying, I'll go, I can't remember what I was saying. This must be how Joe Biden feels all the time. And that's, all, that's the only Joe Biden joke I made. And good Lord, you could certainly you could talk about how stupid that jackass is for half an hour. Um, so that's literally the only thing I said. And mm-hmm. she comes after after she goes... I enjoyed your show until you made jokes about Biden. That's what divides us. Because I give this little mini speech at the end about not letting them divide us and all that. And so she goes, "That's what divides us." And then when she walked away, Kurt goes, "Jokes divide us, Tim." <laughs> I'm like, you know, no shit. I mean, people are just so delusional about, yeah, you know,
1: yeah. You can't make you can't make fun of the guy I voted for. Yeah. I'm not gonna laugh at you the rest of the night.
0: Yeah. And then the lady she was with got up and left and I guess she said something like, I'm glad I got comped in here tonight oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't pay for this shit. I'm like, I'm like every, literally everyone else in the room was having a great yeah, time yeah. and she decided to get... It was one fucking joke. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what the joke... Well, actually I do about Obama. And, yeah. Yeah. But, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear that joke, you'll have to come pay for a ticket. Um... <laughs>
1: No refunds. Yeah.
0: So Curtis really recently um, hit your 20 year mark. He had a 20th mm-hmm. anniversary show in Albuquerque.
1: Yeah, that was awesome.
0: Yeah. Who set so, that up for you? Um. Well,
1: I, I was I was the one that set it up really, but like I had a, a comic in Albuquerque had a venue that she's starting to do a showcase at, so <clears throat> she she decided to have my show as their first showcase. Cool. So. They've been doing some open mics there and everything, and it was a great setup. Like, it was cool. Like, it was set up like a comedy club and everything, and it was just, uh... The lighting was perfect and everything, and it was just a... Yeah.
0: yeah, It was cool. Good audience. spot.
1: Good audience, except for one dirty twat. A comedian who I didn't put on the show. Yeah. And she was, like, one of those fucking hecklers we talked about earlier. Like, she would not shut the fuck up. Yeah. As a comic. Yeah. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. I wanted to kill her. But, I mean, other than that, though, the show is really good. Everyone killed, and it was a cool, uh, good turnout. I got to see a lot of old friends I hadn't seen in a long time, so that was cool.
0: Well, that speaks to how much people like you, because, you know, you're you're one of those guys, I feel like, if if you run into someone and they're like, Kurt Fletcher's an asshole, well, you're probably the asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Because everybody likes Kurt, and, uh, you know, there's only a few people... uh, few people all say that about that you know the whole asshole analogy you know like if you meet that guy and you don't like him you're you're a dick yeah you know i feel like you're one of those people so well thanks buddy i'm sorry i couldn't come to your show but
1: um, oh it's okay that was uh, nice that you made that little video for me i had a few of those that was cool yeah
0: but mine was the best i know um that was more of a question than. oh yeah i thought you were (laughs) <laughs> what is your uh, What is your favorite place To do stand up If you had to pick a place
1: Ah uh, man That's tough I really like Laughs in Tucson That's one of my favorites But I also love Fort Worth Hyenas And Loonies In Colorado Springs Yeah Like I just I've been going there so long I can just I don't know That's like that's That's like my home club Even though I don't live there
0: Yeah those are all great rooms. Um, what was the first one you said? Laughs, Laughs like. in Tucson. Laughs Tucson. The audience is there. Holy shit, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm one of those comics that, you know, if the club owner tells me to do 45 or 50 or whatever, I try to do it to the minute. But that was one of those, I had a show there where I did 15 minutes and it was like all crowd work right off the jump. And then... And then I said in my head, "Okay, now I'm going to do a headline set," and uh-huh. I did, and I did a full hour. I rarely do a full hour because mm-hmm. it just seems too long to me, you know. And you know, I know some comics that'll do like me an too. hour and twenty, and that's too long, you know. Yeah. Even if you're even if you're funny, it just seems
1: it's hard to watch someone for that long. Yeah. Like even if you do enjoy them,
0: yeah, it's almost like air- George Carmel
1: was one of the few people I could watch, like. For a long amount of time, I think it was because his he would change stuff up a lot. Like you know, he would talk about politics, but then he would like throw in fart jokes. And was, yeah, you know,
0: yeah, yeah. Carlin was great, and Richard, who I'd like to have on the podcast, he uh, is the manager at the Comedy and Magic Club, and they still haven't opened yet um, at all. But he told me that that Carlin would come in. And literally do his entire show into the oh, mirror. the mirror, yeah. Yeah. Word for word. Uh-huh. He and would
1: even do, like, the act-outs and everything. Yeah.
0: And then he would go into, uh, you know, and then he would go on stage and obviously do the same hour. But he didn't, the words were very important to him. Like, uh-huh. he did all the, you know, there's a reason for all of them. And, and somebody told me that once that they saw him at, like, a sold-out venue. And, and he, at one point pointed towards the towards the right let's say and because it was part of his act and then they said they came back to another show and that's that whole side of the theater was was empty but he still pointed to that side of it when he did oh really yeah when he did his act out or whatever Uh because that's how he did it he wasn't worried about whether or not the people were there i don't know if that makes sense to people listening but um so but he his, he was very regimented in the words and that's why he couldn't stand hecklers uh-huh. you know because the words are important and sometimes if somebody heckles or even coughs or something or drops a, a glass at the wrong time yeah. and the people don't hear the words even if they just miss one word sometimes it'll screw up the whole joke uh-huh. So that's why I get so upset with people who sit right in the front and just talk after Uh everything. That's the worst kind of heckler because I'm like, you're not allowing people... To hear everything, mm-hmm. and they need to hear everything. And then if you, you know? have to
1: repeat it, it doesn't have the same punch.
0: Yeah, and that's it's stupid. That's why those ladies and you know you could kind of you, you may have been able to hear it on there them saying like we just wanted to laugh and talk and have fun with you. And I'm like that's not how it works, bitch. Yeah. You know, like I I want you to have fun, and I kept trying to say that to them. I want you to have fun. If you'll just be quiet, maybe you will. They're like no. Well, I don't know what to do with you. You know. Yeah, they ruined one of
1: my favorite jokes that I even had, like, a callback to and everything. And I was going to redo the joke, but there was no way I would have got, like, the big laugh like it normally does. Yeah. So so I kind of shit on them, and I (laughs) told them to fuck off, and I hope they had a shitty birthday.
0: (laughs) That's right. One of them had a birthday. And somebody told me that that town burned down, like, two years ago. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, so get over it, Shelley, you dumb bitch.
0: So it's not like it just happened, and yeah, and I was curious about how to how an entire town burns down, but I'm sure it was arson. Anyway, let's. I,
1: uh, I, so I just read. Um, do you know Dennis Blair? He was George's opener for a long time.
0: Yeah, I know who he is. I think I did a show with him. once, He wrote actually. a book
1: about like opening for uh, a bunch of celebrities and stuff, and there's some cool Carlin stories in there. Oh yeah, but he talked about how George would, you know. Uh, perform in front of the mirror and stuff but he's also really good to his openers like if people heckled them he would come out before before he would start his set and kind of rip the crowd you know for heckling and shit
0: i thought that was really cool and then and then leave. Then he would
1: no then he would do his set <laughs> oh okay but yeah i just kind of shit on him like yeah yeah
0: yeah, it's extremely rude, and like I said, it's not just—it's not just bad for the performer. It's bad for the people in the audience, which is what that lady was telling me last night. She was like, "I felt cheated," and I'm like, "That's uh-huh. exactly what happened. You uh-huh. got cheated out of seeing, you know, the show that yeah. you paid to see, and they're not cheap at the, you oh, know, yeah, at you know, Casino Laugh Factory. That's—it's—they're it's, not cheap tickets. I think in mm-hmm. Vegas they're like—and I, I haven't had that kind of problem in Vegas because they're really good there with uh, security and, oh, really? and they've got so many people working the door and it's really professional mm-hmm. setup. up and, and the people that work here are great there's just not not enough of them there's not enough of them and, and they're trying to get back on their feet with all the shit that's happened in the last year and I read today that the the flu in the year 2019 and 2020 you know that span was 28 million and the flu numbers from uh, nineteen from nineteen twenty, <laughs> from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one was twenty seven thousand. So it went from <laughs> twenty eight million to twenty seven thousand in flu cases. And they recently came out on the PCR test, basically admitted that they can't differentiate between the flu and COVID, and they also can't differentiate between the flu and uh, the Delta variant. And it's like we've been had. Guys, I wish people would just wake the fuck up to the fact that we have been had. I'm not saying COVID's not a thing or it's not out there, but it might not be. I've heard people say, this complete thing is just, all this is is a variant of the flu. And yeah, some people die because people die from the fucking flu every Mm -hmm. single year. Tens of thousands of them. Just like, you know, and (laughs) they've taken the death numbers from every other, you know, if they died of COVID, but they got hit by a truck you died of COVID. It's like, Mm -hmm. and they've done that a lot. Anyway, it fucking drives me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a question for it. I don't even know why I started talking about it, but, um, I think it's because we're at this casino and everyone is walking around in masks Uh and it's just like this, well, we were told to do it. So we're doing it. It's like, that's why this is going to continue. Because people won't just collectively stand up, and 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 then you have the people that are genuinely scared and believe all this bullshit. But uh, I'm just gonna say it: it's it's a freaking lie. What do you think about it all, Curtis?
1: Yeah, I think it, a lot of it is horse shit too. Yeah, I I really don't watch TV. I don't read about it at all. I just uh, like I leave my TV off. I try not to read about it on social media and shit like that. I usually mute people who talk about it so i'm trying my hardest to just like fucking not read anything about it
0: yeah well it's uh it's, it's almost impossible there's so much propaganda uh about a lot of things this year but we've got this uh spectrum tv or whatever and we rarely watch tv sometimes we'll watch something on netflix but i'd even like to get rid of that um but we rarely watch TV, and we need to get rid of it because our cable bill is like two hundred dollars a month. We don't Jesus. even use we don't even use this shit. Um, but when you turn it on, it automatically goes to this Spectrum news, oh, and yeah. it's just pure propaganda. Oh, yeah. here's all the you know it's it's just bullshit. Um, and and we're flooded with it, and you can only hear if if you turn on the news, you can only hear one side of it. You can't uh-huh. hear all the people. All the intelligent people being like, eh, this is not what they're making it out to be, blah, blah, blah. Like, Mm -hmm. no. And now they're labeling those people terrorists. Anyone who thinks that... Anyone who's against the COVID measures or whatever are considered terrorists. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That they're... What the fuck? What? Yeah. You know? Um, And and just like with the whole... YouTube has taken down two of my videos. And one of them they said we violated their hate speech. (laughs) And one they said I had medical misinformation. Oh, really? Which, again, I've said this before, but if if you're coming to the Tim Gaither Positive Pessimist Comedian Podcast for your medical information, <laughs> you're a dumbass, and, you know, I can have my opinion, and if you don't check any further into it, well, then that's on you, mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah, freaking drives me crazy. And, and And hate speech, that can just be anything they don't like. They'll take it down and say it violated hate speech, which sounds good to people because, oh, you shouldn't be hateful. And it's like, well, first of all, I wasn't. And second of all, that's just a broad term for them to take down anything they don't like. Mm -hmm. And that kind of thing, that's what leads to the erosion of the First Amendment and communism, Mm -hmm. you know? And people don't see it, and it just... It just freaking drives me crazy, dude. It
1: took down a video that I put up one time of... It was like, Hitler speaking, but I changed his voice. I was like, hey, everybody, thanks for coming out. Uh, We're going to have a spaghetti dinner next Wednesday. But they flagged that for hate speech.
0: Really? Yeah. Because it was Hitler? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and people, people are under this illusion, it seems, that Hitler took over and did what he did because he had this magnanimous personality or something. It's like, no, he was just the leader, and they had all these things in place, which know, defund the police, we'll get our own police, which is the brown shirts, and then we'll uh, take over the media, and fill it with nothing but propaganda, and tell you what we want you to hear, and slowly brainwash people, and you can, I feel like people are brainwashed these days, do you feel that way?
1: I feel like they've been brainwashed their whole lives.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I feel like it starts with church. (laughs) I know you probably don't feel that way, but...
0: (laughs) Well, what do you mean, though?
1: Well, like the, like I don't, I don't believe in God. I know you do. I'm sorry for bringing that up, but
0: it's okay. Uh, I just think you're the one who's going to burn in hell, not me. So, well,
1: we'll see about that.
0: <laughs> well, I'm no, just, just kidding. I, I don't personally. I don't personally believe in in hell, but well, it's so easy.
1: You, you know, you take your kids to, uh, you know, to church and stuff, and it just that's what's in their brain, like when they're really young, and that's when they absorb the most information. So. You know, they're like, okay, God's real, you know, because they are telling me that. And and then they just, I don't know, and then the shit, as they grow up, you know, oh, Santa Claus is real, and this is real, and, (laughs) you know.
0: Yeah, um, I I see what you're saying. It it depends, it really depends on the the church you go to. Some churches, you know, and the people that, that attend those churches are just as full of shit as anybody. Yeah. And they think it's just a place they show up on Sunday and... And God's like watching and marks it down in His book, and then you uh-huh. got a better chance to get in heaven. But you know, I have a different belief. I think than some people. I don't think of God as like this judgmental old man in the sky watching everything yeah. and judging yeah, when everything.
1: Explain that to me. Like that makes more sense than.
0: Yeah, you know, I feel like we all have God in in us, and and uh, I feel like when you pray, you're mainly just talking to the best part of yourself that knows what to do but it's so much easier to just follow our human you know we're weak <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um but yeah i don't i don't try to force that that belief on anybody and all that and i don't want to i don't want to um i don't want to certainly don't want my all i want my son to think of god as is is uh and jesus is that he lives in our hearts and that he he uh you know helps us get through things because we just tap into the best part of ourselves. I don't know if I'm explaining that very well, but, um, yeah, I could see what you're saying though, especially, especially the whole fear element to Uh church. You know, like I was raised Southern Baptist and boy, they'll scare the hell out of you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know how old I was before I finally stopped picturing God writing it down every time I wrote a a said a cuss word Uh you know like oh there's another one It's another mark against you you Uh know and when I was a kid I remember if I'd say a cuss word I would go forgive me God and I could in my little kid brain picture God like (sighs) pulling out his pencil (laughs) and erasing it like he said forgive (laughs) me you know (laughs) and and I, I definitely don't think you should raise people in fear because then it does you know Allow them to be fearful their entire lives of, mm-hmm. of one thing or another, and yeah, but the saddest thing to me, dude, is seeing all these little kids walking around in masks I'm like kids are not affected by this they're just not uh-huh. I mean every statistic points to that, and you've got these little tiny children with masks on who need to see their parents and their teachers' faces enunciating words and uh-huh. and talking and there's just that human it's there's a disconnect there, and I'm afraid that we're going to have a uh, uh, an entire generation of fucked up, fearful kids. I, I, I think I, I told you I messaged this guy. I needed help on some project, and I just put out like a, um, I put something on Craigslist. You know, anyone who knows anything about editing or something. And this kid messaged me, and he's like, he's like, I think I can help you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Can I get your number so I can give you a call? And he's like, whoa, hey. um I don't do the phone could we just keep it through email <laughs> and I'm like you can't talk on the phone you're like yeah. in your late teens early 20s whatever you are and you you're not capable of talking on the phone how are you going to get through life and Jesus I don't understand that
1: well it seems like a
0: lot of kids are going to be
1: screwed up before the mask thing anyway because of all these online video games or shit. like my nephews like just non-stop playing video games like yeah. all day and
0: they don't go outside and do anything. Yeah. Yeah, and the people they do talk to is, like, what, through a headset? Yeah. People they're trying to kill?
1: Uh-huh. No, I killed you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, did you play guns when you were a kid? Yeah, oh, yeah. That was my favorite thing in the world, just run around the neighborhood and have guns and, like, hide behind stuff. And like, oh, There's yeah. my buddy. Pow, pow, I got you. Oh, we you had know? real guns. We had, uh, not oh, yeah. real guns, but, like... Like we didn't use our fingers as guns. Yeah.
1: We had uh oh well, we used squirt guns. We had like uh ones that looked like like old school gangster guns, but they're squirt guns.
0: Only the poor kids didn't have any kind of gun. <laughs> you know. <laughs> the little cap guns. Yeah. <laughs> um Dude I'm I ha- Sheriff. I had this one that had like a freaking clip and I remember paying seven bucks or something for that thing and I thought that was so much money for something, but this thing looked as legitimate as you could. It had a little clip and you put the caps in there and when you'd shoot it the caps would pop off the top and And there's nothing better than just chasing your friends around the freaking neighborhood. Yeah. You know, fake killing Break each yourself. other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fake killing each other. And there's always that dick that you didn't get me I'm like, yeah. Yes I did, you dick. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was fun, man. We also we also used to play uh we used to play hide-and-go-seek, and, go seek, and there, was this yeah. kid, there was this kid named uh, Bruce Hunt, and some of the other kids, you know, I was in, like, second grade, and my sister was in, like, sixth grade, so the, her friends were a little older, and they started calling him Bruce Cunt, and I didn't know why they would laugh at that, uh-huh. but when we introduced him to my mom, we were all on the porch getting ready to play hide-and-go-seek, and my mom comes out, and I go, hi, mom, this is Bruce Cunt, <laughs> and everybody started laughing. And I had no idea why they were laughing. Just like the first time I heard the word boner,
1: uh-huh. I
0: was with my brother's friends in the back of a truck riding to like a soccer game, and one of them said boner, and they all started laughing, and I'm like, yeah, boner. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, when was the first time that you, uh, what made you want to be a comedian? Um, so I was uh, four years old when I wanted to be a
1: comic my mom would watch uh, comedy on HBO all the time. Yeah. And there was one night where I I, was, I wasn't asleep I wasn't asleep yet and I heard her laughing so I was like I wonder what she's laughing at so I got out of bed and like the way our living room was set up and the way the hallway was set up I can go in the hallway she would have no idea I was there so she's watching she's watching George Carlin and uh, so I was watching for a little bit and I was just like just fascinated that you know there's this guy up on the stage and he's just talking and my mom's laughing at him i have no fucking clue what he's saying until he says a swear word then i'm like gotta go because i'm gonna start laughing (laughs) yeah (laughs) but just like hearing her laugh was awesome like it was just so cool to hear her laugh because like because my dad was an asshole all the time and like so my mom just seemed miserable all the time when he was around yeah so like to hear her laugh was awesome so i was like i want to do that i want to make people laugh
0: yeah so, and how old were you then when you tried it? Four. Four. Seriously? What?
1: Oh, when I tried it.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I was 21 when I actually did it the first time. Okay. okay. But yeah, my mom told me, uh, she caught me, uh, I, was, I was leaving the house one day with my little suitcase, <laughs> and uh, like I was about out the door, and she goes, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I'm moving to New York with George Carlin. She's like, oh, you should probably wait till you're older. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who knows? You should have went. You never know what would happen.
1: Yeah, I probably wouldn't have even made it very far. It's kind of a long walk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, God, I miss miss the comedy of people like George Carlin and Bill Hicks and Sam Kinison and people who question things. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there's none of those guys left. There are a few, but... So many comics are just blindly following and believing all this bullshit and jumping on the, the Democratic side, which to me, it, it, this shouldn't be about political parties anymore. This mm-hmm. should be about, hey guys, do you see what the fuck we're heading towards and how bad this could potentially get very soon if if we don't wake up and just say no more of this bullshit. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone just took off their stupid masks, that th- this would all be over, but you're never going to get people to do that. and mm-hmm. And... Now, you know, Dustin Kaufman, who owns the comedy club of Kansas City, the last couple of times he's paid me, he's like, yeah, you've become this like edgy comic and you haven't really changed your style or who you are up there. You've always been that way. But now it's considered edgy, you know, and people are like, ooh, when I say certain things uh-huh. and I'm like, that's my job, not only to make you laugh, but to make you think about certain uh-huh. things. That's why I thought Bill Hicks was so great, because he could talk about the Kennedy assassination, and it was hilarious, uh-huh. you know? And sometimes I talk about things, and they laugh, and then other times they just stare at me, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> these things need to be talked about, and why are comics... Why do you think they're like that these days? You have any opinion on that?
1: Um, I don't know. It just... Yeah, they're just trying to be safe, I guess. They're like, well, I can't. I don't know. I don't know how they to don't want. It. They
0: don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, because yeah. they
1: don't want to get canceled or whatever. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, Cause you say one bad thing, you can get canceled. Yeah. You know, like if it just offends one person, and then that spirals to. You That's
0: know. what drives me crazy too. Like, like you'll hear. I've never done a cruise ship, but i I've, I've got a lot of friends who do, and they say that like. If you get too many complaints, well, let's say there's 300 people, and one person doesn't like it, uh-huh. and they walk out and complain, and, like, the booker calls you the next day or whatever because they uh-huh. complain. It's like, well, is there any way to talk to the other 299 people who had a great time? Yeah. It seems like we spend so much time in this country focusing on um, such a small percentage of people, you know, uh-huh. like, like oh, this woman was a, was racist at a KFC in Tennessee, and you know in backwater Kentucky and uh-huh. and she's just a she's just a sample of a uh, microcosm of all the the racism in this world and it's like well yeah that's that bitch you know yeah, why yeah, do we yeah. gotta give her so much attention you would never listen to her on any other topic her opinion you wouldn't give a shit mm-hmm. but if she's racist all of a sudden she represents everybody yeah you know and that's the same thing with somebody at a comedy show who doesn't enjoy it and mm-hmm. I
1: saw Troy Baxley one time he uh he was explaining to the crowd how hard it was to do stand up. Yeah, because it he was he was having a rough rough show. So, he brought there's this young punk-looking kid, you know, he's got a bunch of piercings and stuff. He's like, "Here, come up on stage." And then there's an old ass lady, and he's like, "You come up on stage." He's like, "My job is to write material that's going to make both of these people laugh." He's like, "That's how fucking hard comedy is." Yeah.
0: <laughs> Troy Baxley, for the people listening who don't know who he is, is all the proof you need that comedy is not a fair business. You know, like, sometimes you'll hear people be like, Oh, you must not be very good. I never heard of you. Well, that's just because comedy is a shitty business. Like, the fact that you haven't heard of Troy Baxley and Brian Burgess and Jay Scott Holman and, and we could sit here and, and name 20 people that are, that are 10 times funnier than any of the buttholes you see on Netflix and uh like who else would be some examples of that um besides us of course yeah
1: Tim Gaither for sure um man, yeah, I'm drawing a blank
0: yeah well we <laughs> could bob off 20 pretty, of them yeah. name four well that's <laughs> good too yeah that's pretty good <laughs> but yeah there, there are a ton of people and Troy Baxley god he's freaking <laughs> I mean Kurt just tell I've worked with Troy a long time ago but um Kurt. Used to
1: open for him every time he'd come to Albuquerque.
0: Yeah, Kurt knows him really well, so he's got a lot of Troy Baxley stories. And
1: just one of the best, man. When he was on top of his game, yeah, he was untouchable. He was so goddamn good.
0: He could make anything funny. Like Kurt was telling me last night that, you know, I was telling him that I always put a lot of ice in my drink because I like to just put the straw in my mouth without have without it having to. You know, search for it, or you know, it looks a lot smoother when you, you can just put it in your mouth without looking at it. And uh, and Kurt was Kurt told me that Troy Baxley tell the story. Kurt, <laughs> he went to take a sip of his drink,
1: and the straw stabbed him in the cheek. So he took the straw out of the glass and threw it. He said, "Fucking straws are dicks."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love Troy Baxley's stories, dude. <laughs> Uh, and he could
1: make he can make a joke out of anything. Like even like the weight mm-hmm. staff. Like uh, you know, the headliner would always say, Give it up for the weight staff or whatever. Yeah. His joke was if he didn't like the weight staff, he would go, Hey, give it up for the weight staff, uh, here on uh they they're actually voted the uh best weight staff in America. Unfortunately they're in Las Vegas accepting an award this week, so we're stuck with these dipshits. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, one time, um, <laughs> when I worked with him, we were in, I think it was Minot, North Dakota. And and we went bowling. And uh, I think he turned this into a joke. And I told him if he didn't, I was going to take it from him. <laughs> because he, we were bowling. And he, he goes, look at those kids. And he has a real distinct way of talking, too. He goes, look at those kids. They're eating and they're bowling. Think of all the piss and shit and Boogers and nasty shit that goes into those balls. And they're eating and they're bowling. If those kids don't get sick, they need to buy a lottery ticket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he did make that into a joke. He even added onto it, he's like, uh, like if they don't get sick, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go down to the hospital and lick the magazines
0: in the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tell another Bagley story.
1: Ah, uh, okay, the first, uh, this is my favorite one. So <clears throat> Troy and I were uh we we're doing the professional show at Laughs. There's a feature act, I don't remember who it was that week. Um, but we had an open mic before the professional show, and the MC that week was this horrible fucking comic. And he was he was messing up everybody's name and just really shitty MC and, uh, so me and Troy are sitting in the back, kind of making fun of him, and, uh, Troy goes, watch this, and he walks over, and he starts talking to the MC. I'm, I'm thinking he's, like, giving him some advice or something like that, but then he, like, he's, he's still standing over there, and he looks back at me, and he's got this big old smile on his face. I was like, oh, fuck, what's he gonna do? So, whoever was on stage gets off, and then the MC goes back up there, and he goes, all right, everyone, uh, we got a first-timer coming to the stage. Please welcome Joshua. And Troy goes up there. <laughs> and he uh, he doesn't even go to the center of the stage. He goes, and he's, like, gripping the microphone with both of his hands, like, super tight. And uh, <clears throat> he's staring down at the stage. And he, he, he stares at the stage for probably at least 20 seconds because he just loved to drag shit out as long as possible. So he was staring, and everyone's, like, looking around, like, oh, fucking poor dude, you know? And then uh, he finally, he looks up and there's like a big crowd and he like looks around and he goes, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> and he just sets the microphone down and runs
0: off. <laughs> Troy did that? Yeah. That <laughs> uh, uh, so funny because
1: like it, most of the people didn't realize he was the headliner, you know? Yeah. And then later on, like the people who stayed for the show when I brought him up as the headliner, they're like, ah, that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, his intro was really funny. It was, uh, he was voted Black Entertainer of the Year in 2006 or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like the most pasty, white, <laughs> red-headed dude you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes up there, what's What's up, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Troy Baxley. Yeah. Man, he's Yeah, the yeah, same with a guy named Brian Burgess. He was just so brutally funny. And the first I before I started doing comedy, after I graduated from college, I went to a few to watch the open mics and he went up and he had this just really dry sense of humor and I don't think I've ever laughed I don't think I've laughed that hard in fifteen minutes
1: mm-hmm.
0: in my life. Just from start to finish he was just killing me and he had this perfect timing. And I looked at my brother and I go, that's what I'm talking about. That's Mm -hmm. how good I would like to get. And he was also one of those guys that just broke down comedy for you. He'd be Mm -hmm. like, I'd be like, what do I need to do to headline? He's like, I need to laugh every 15 seconds for 45 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people don't take stock in that anymore. You know, I hear people say that doesn't matter. And I'm like, that's because you can't do it. Uh (laughs) That's the only reason you say it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and people do have different styles, but, you know, and then I got to a point where I could get a laugh every 15 seconds for 45 minutes and, and that's a lot of laughter, you wow. know, like sometimes I forget, uh, I, maybe I approach it selfishly or whatever. I don't think about the fact that it's, you know, some people have, do have really hard days and, and things that are happening to them and they, they You know, you're kind of a doctor in a way. You know, making Uh people laugh is, they've done studies. It's really freaking good for you. And uh, so that's another reason I get pissed off at people who ruin the show. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, there's probably somebody in here who really needs this. And you're being rude and Mm -hmm. fucking it up for everybody. And it's just, I get, I take it personally. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I do too, man. It's, uh, It's frustrating.
0: Do you, do you? can you remember one time that's been the absolute worst
1: the absolute worst um we can edit this silence out right
0: no it's okay we all I'm just kidding
1: uh yeah there was uh I think it was Colorado Springs it was a bachelorette party and there's just nothing you could do you know and they were half the crowd, so they didn't kick them out. Yeah. So I just had to, like... Luckily, I was, I was just doing 30 minutes, but still, it seemed like like an hour being out yeah. there. Like, I was just, like, I'm fucking sweating, like... And I feel bad for the rest of the crowd, because, you know, there's nothing you can do. You have to make the show about them. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to get pissed off, or they're going to fucking, you know, so then the other people can't enjoy it. and that, That's what pisses me off. It's like... Yeah. You know, you have to make the show about them.
0: You know, one night I was in Detroit, uh, Royal Oak, Michigan at, at, uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, and they had nine different Jesus. bachelorette parties at one show. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I don't even know how that was mathematically possible, but yeah. nine of them showed up for one, at, you know, it was like the Saturday late show. uh uh-huh. know It was just like playing whack-a-mole the whole freaking yeah. time. I mean, it was absolutely brutal. Um... But that wasn't the worst. Actually, here in Reno a few years ago with that Patty lady. Yeah. The room was packed. I mean, you couldn't fit another person in there, and it should have been the best show of the week, and Mm -hmm. she just ruined it. And she was, again, not really a heckler so much as she just had something to say after literally everything. And halfway through, you know, you'd be setting up a punchline. Mm -hmm. Oh, that happened to me. Mm -hmm. I really thought at one point, I'm going to kick this bitch in the face. Uh Uh-huh. And I almost always, 99.9% of the time, have sold merchandise after my shows. And that was the one time Mm -hmm. that I just went straight to my room. I was like, I'm going to get violent. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wanted to murder her.
1: I had a guy in Colorado Springs one time, I think I told you this before. I was hosting, and I was still pretty new. Like, it was probably like 2005 or something. And I told, I was like three or four jokes in. This guy in the front made a comment after every single one of them. Wow. And he was on a date, you know, and he was trying to impress this girl. And, uh... Like, I I kind of got fucking pissed off. I don't, it takes a lot to piss me off, but... uh I was like, in my head, I'm like, if he does it one more fucking time, I'm saying something. And sure enough, the next joke, he says something. And I... And I, I, I don't even know if the crowd knows what the fuck's going on, but I go... Dude, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm gonna punch your girlfriend in the face. (laughs) And I saw the security guard, like, walking over towards the guy, and then he stopped when I said that. And he's, like, watching the guy to see how he's gonna react. And then, uh, so it was kind of like an awkward silence, and then I told my next joke, and he didn't say shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, that's all you gotta do threaten to beat women. That's all you gotta do in this life. Yeah, ever since that Mark Ridley uh, Comedy Castle night, I rarely even say anything to someone who's got, like, a birthday tiara yeah, yeah, on yeah. or a... Or you know, a like, like, congratulations that it's your birthday, but people get too... Jesus Christ, I'm glad it, I'm glad you didn't die another year, but, you know, yeah. we're not going to stop the city because you were born on this day 50 fucking years ago yeah. or whatever. It's like, Jesus, everybody has a birthday. Uh-huh. So I try not to even acknowledge the... Uh, yeah. The the uh, bachelorette person getting married to, especially, which oh, yeah. it amuses me. Because, you know, they're expecting you to say something to yeah. it And I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't like when managers come up and tell you there's someone upstage right who's talking or being rude or whatever. Because then I like yeah, to just like, shut
1: them the fuck up.
0: Yeah, either that or just let me handle it organically. If they say something, don't uh-huh. make me go up there with it already in my head. Like, oh, this person's going to be a problem because. Yeah. Sometimes you can jump on them too quickly. Uh-huh. You know, scoot their chair back to go pee. What the? Fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so I, I remember I used to tell you, and then you told me not to. You, so.
0: Yeah, it just works better yeah. when you're not, you know, when you don't have some. That's why I don't like when people I know sit right up front. It's like uh-huh. they expect us to talk and like, yeah, I I know we went to middle school together, but it's not going to be funny to these people. Yeah, you know. Um. So, anyway, is there? Uh, I don't know when I'll get to see you again, Kurt. Yeah, I know. Probably for too long. I'll try to get you to work with me in Dallas. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um. Yeah, I'll let you get out of here. I'm gonna go downstairs and try to. Run a little bit on their little treadmill, um but yeah, I've really enjoyed working with you like I always do, and we've got yeah, one, it's been
1: a fun week, man
0: yeah we've we've got one more show, cool. probably my favorite part of doing especially this club is uh they give us all these coupons, like three per day to eat, so Kurt and I usually have at least a meal or two down there, and Reno is one of the best places on the planet to people watch <laughs> and uh we basically just sit down there and, and make fun of people. Statler
1: and Stallone Waldorf it? What's that? The two jerks from The Muppets.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those guys. Holy shit, they were funny. <laughs> just a couple of heckling old bastards. Yeah. Man, I hope we live to be old together because we're going to be very fun. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah in a nursing home. We would have a lot of fun. <laughs> I want to stay with Flatcher. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, man, I hope we have a good show tonight. It was great yeah, talking dude, to you. Nice. And I hope you guys nice listening movie. to the podcast enjoyed it. Yeah, one thing we didn't talk about at all was the fact that uh, Kingpin was filmed right here. So, some of the scenes in this very hotel. Mm-hmm. The, the whole... Uh, who you you calling a psycho? <laughs> yeah, because last year, I remember I have that scene on my phone
1: because I wanted to find where they filmed it. Yeah. And I remember showing it to Dave uh, McCarelli. I was like, hey, do you know where this is filmed? And he's like, yeah, you see that statue right there? And I was like, yeah. He's like, it's right behind you. I was like, oh, shit. So that's the lounge right there. So it's like the lounge right by the comedy club is where they filmed that scene.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. That bar we were at last night or on Friday with my friend, Brian?
1: Um, no, the
0: the lounge okay. right over there. Okay,
1: Where there's like, sometimes they have bands playing. Okay. But like, it was right on that corner bar is where they were sitting. So like, he's sitting there and then...
0: Okay. Uh, Dude, Kingpin is... If it's not in your top ten funniest movies of all time, you probably aren't very you probably wouldn't like your sense of humor yeah cause holy shit that movie was funny so good yeah yeah when we did leave the uh,
1: hotel we walked over by the uh, National Bowling Stadium which is where they filmed all the bowling scenes
0: yeah <laughs> Bigger and McCracken with that hair and... and the
1: best part of this week the restaurant we've been eating at all week one of the bus boys has a fake hand yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we've been calling them Munson all week <laughs>
0: Not to his face or anything, yeah. but I mean he wouldn't get it anyway. Yeah, he's too young. <laughs> um, but yeah, and he's he's spot on with the water. He's I mean. You take a drink of it, and he's over there to fill it up. Yeah. Some of these buttholes, you'll be sitting there for an hour with no water. Yeah. Like, hey, I tipped you way too much as it is. Can you bring yeah. me some water, you dick? <laughs> <laughs> what if, what was some other funny kingpin? Uh, hey everybody! There's a big shit cloud coming. <laughs> yeah. One of, my brother,
1: one of my brother's favorite lines was just a super random line in the bowling tournament. Yeah. boy, Luther! <laughs> like, any time we go to a sporting event, he always <laughs> shuts that up.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, there's so many funny scenes. I was just thinking about one, and I totally forgot it because of Luther. It made me forget. Um,
1: uh, any scene with fucking Bill Murray. That was great. Yeah. It's a small world when you got great tits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he is so good at being like a complete, just irreverent asshole. Yeah. Um, gosh dang it! What what scene was I thinking about a second ago? As soon as we stop this, I'm going to be like, damn it! <laughs> um. Man, there's so many funny kingpin moments. Oh, I like when they're when he they goes, well. Well, Brother Hezekiah, you know what they say. You know what the Bible says about not forgiving people? And he goes, No, Brother Munson, tell us what the Bible says about not forgiving people. He goes, Well, it's against it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or when he milks the bull. Like, I milked yeah. your bull for you. It sure want tastes got a, good. Want
1: to go to boogie hanging? Yeah. <laughs>
0: we don't have a bull. <laughs>
1: Woody Harrelson's great, too. Yeah, his dad is a contract killer. You really? That? No. Yeah, look up some stuff about his dad.
0: Huh? How did you find that out? Is he in prison or dead? Probably. Oh, yeah, he, I, he
1: might. He might be dead. He's definitely in, at least in prison.
0: But he was a contract killer. Does Willie? Would he ever talk about it?
1: I think he did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, look it up though. It's pretty interesting.
0: Cool. Well, unless you have any other Kingpin moments, we'll, uh...
1: Kentucky!
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh dude. Is there anything you would like to plug, Curtis Fletcher?
1: Um, <laughs> plug. Uh, that actually reminds me of another Troy Baxley thing. All right. Some lady was, uh, she was kind of heckling him, and, um, she said she owned, uh, like a salon or something. He goes, oh, What's the name of it? I want to plug your place. And then she says it, and then he goes, I want to plug your place. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept saying it. <laughs> and she didn't get it. <laughs> she kept saying the name of it, and he's like, I want to plug your place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Getting the joke. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, my website is funnyfletcher.com. That's where I post all my. Uh, my uh, tour dates and I have a podcast in the Rye podcast. And, uh, yeah, that's about it.
0: Cool, man. Thanks, buddy. So, you you think I should just try to do nothing but crowd work tonight?
1: Maybe. That'd be kind of cool to get a video of just crowd work.
0: Yeah, but anytime you plan crowd work, it never... Yeah. You can't force crowd work. And that's the
1: thing, too, about the Friday show. Uh, Once you did all that stuff with that lady, like the crowd just seemed exhausted after that from laughing so much and they're like yeah all right <laughs>
0: yeah sometimes it's hard to follow and then follow. going
1: into yeah going into your material was
0: yeah sometimes it's hard to follow material even good material yeah. with uh with crowd work because mm-hmm. it just puts them on a different in a different place yeah because but... it
1: was i mean if it was like just a minute
0: or two that would have been fine but <laughs> yeah that that drug on for like seven or eight minutes didn't it yeah yeah anyway um but, yeah, when, when crowd work is going well, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But keeping it going. It's fun is, to watch,
1: too. Yeah.
0: Well, it was great talking to you, buddy. dot uh, com, Funnyfletcher.com. Is that right? Yep. Check him out there and uh, follow In The Rye Podcast. Mm-hmm. Kurt's one of the best guys and best comedians in the country. And uh, so, yeah, it's always great talking to you. And that's it. God bless all of you. Thanks for listening. Oh, as always, go to makingithappen.com, M-A-C-A-N, com. Help out little Bo making and his family. And if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube, it's youtube.com slash Tim Gaither. And uh, so, yeah, there you go. God bless all of you. Take care. Bye.